RTHK, the news at one with Barry O'Rourke. The headlines, Foreign Minister Ching Gang says the United States created a diplomatic crisis by dramatising the downing of an unmanned Chinese aircraft last month. The Japanese Space Agency says the launch of its new H-3 rocket has failed after the second stage engine didn't ignite. And a local activist has welcomed the finalisation of the United Nations Treaty to Protect Marine Life. Foreign Minister Ching Gang says the downing of an unmanned aircraft last month was dramatised by the United States, creating a diplomatic crisis. Early in February, the US shot down an unmanned 200-foot aircraft, which Beijing said was a weather balloon that had been blown off course, rather than being for surveillance, off the coast of North Carolina. Speaking through an interpreter at a press conference on the sidelines of the annual two-sessions parliament meeting in Beijing, Chin said the incident revealed U.S. intentions. In violation of the spirit of international law and international customary practices, the United States acted with the presumption of guilt. It overreacted, abused force, and dramatized the accident, creating a diplomatic crisis that could have been avoided. An accident can reveal something fundamental. In this case, the United States' perception and views of China are seriously distorted. The Japanese Space Agency has said the launch of its new rocket has failed after the second stage engine didn't ignite. It's the latest setback for the H-3, Japan's first new medium-lift rocket for three decades, and touted as a possible competitor to the American firm SpaceX. The 57-metre-tall rocket successfully blasted off from the Tanegashima spaceport, but its speed then dropped and the space agency issued a command to destroy the vehicle. A local activist has welcomed the finalisation of a high seas treaty between the United Nations member states, which will pave the way for the creation of marine protected areas in international waters. Lydia Pang, interim head of Oceans Conservation at WWF Hong Kong, told Janice Wong that unsustainable harvesting was having a negative impact on the world's biodiversity. She described as ambitious the treaty's target to protect 30% of the high seas by 2020. She said that countries still had to sign and ratify the treaty and include it in their national legislation. Now the uh, nations have uh, agreed on the text of the treaties and then coming next they will be uh, coming back to uh, meet again to formally adopt the treaty. So the countries still have to sign and ratify the treaties and agree to implement into their national uh, legislation. There will need to be established uh, bodies to um, propose where and how the marine protected area to be managed. A taxi driver has appeared in Eastern Court in relation to a car crash in Fortress Hill on Sunday. The 85-year-old is charged with dangerous driving, causing grievous bodily harm. No plea was taken. The case has been adjourned until the middle of May for further police investigations. The defendant, released on bail, was ordered not to drive any vehicles and to surrender his passport and driving licence. Two pedestrians were seriously injured after they were hit by the taxi, which was travelling down Fortress Hill Road towards Kings Road. The chief executive says top Beijing official Xia Baolong has called on Hong Kong to be ready to tackle so-called hidden forces seeking to undermine Hong Kong's social stability. John Lee was speaking to reporters after flying back from Beijing where he had attended the opening session of the National People's Congress. He said Mr Xia, the director of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, reminded, reminded him that national security risks still existed in the SAR.
We will definitely crack down on any forces trying to undermine national security or breach the peace of Hong Kong society or hurt Hong Kong's overall interests and hold them legally responsible under the law. South Korea has announced plans to change the maximum number of hours its citizens can work every week, boosting it from 52 to 69. Those who work more hours will be able to claim more leave in return. The new policy is meant to encourage flexible working. However, critics say the policy could discourage couples from having babies because of longer working hours. President Zelensky says he has instructed Ukraine's military commanders to find the forces to boost the defence of the besieged city of Bakhmut. Mr Zelensky said his top generals had unanimously advised against a withdrawal from Bakhmut, which Russian forces have bombarded for months and now surround on three sides. He said he could not speak about abandoning any part of Ukraine. I told the commander-in-chief to find the appropriate forces to help our troops in Bakhmut. There is no part of Ukraine about which one can say that it can be abandoned. There is no Ukrainian trench in which the resilience and heroism of our warriors would be disregarded. The occupier kills for the very fact that we are Ukrainians. The UN Children's Agency, UNICEF, says the number of pregnant women and girls who are suffering from malnutrition has soared by a quarter in fragile countries like Somalia, Ethiopia and Afghanistan. UNICEF estimates that more than a billion women and adolescent girls across the world are malnourished. Turkey's president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, will face a single opponent in May's presidential election after opposition parties agreed on a joint candidate. Kemal Kuluh Darulo, the leader of the secular Republican People's Party, has promised an opposition alliance that would govern Turkey through consensus and consultation. The door of the nation alliance is open to everyone who shares our common Turkish dream. I salute are 85 million people, regardless of belief, thought, ideology or identity. One month after the catastrophic earthquakes in Turkey and Syria, many aid workers say the devastation remains all but total. One senior Red Cross official said most of the physical and social fabric of the places affected needed to be completely rebuilt. Magnus Korfixen is with Oxfam in Antakya in southern Turkey. Families and individuals are in need of the most basic items and services, and that's everything from shelter, people having access to proper tents or just a place to stay, access to food, and then access to clean water. So we're talking about like the most basic necessities, which is a need right now. Activists in Saudi Arabia say they're worried about an Islamist preacher who has publicly criticised on Twitter entertainment reforms in the country which he argues are against Islamic values. Some of his supporters believe the preacher, Ahmed al-Mubayed, has been detained. The BBC Sebastian Usher reports. In a video posted on Twitter a few days ago, Imad al-Mubayed expressed his opposition to the opening up of Saudi Arabia to the kind of entertainment that not so long ago would never have been permitted there. Such dissent from a current line in the kingdom is dangerous. Mr al-Mubayed swiftly posted another video rowing back on his criticism. That was four days ago. Activists say he's not been heard from since. Saudi security has announced that an unidentified man has been arrested for posting video content which it said contained false information that undermined public order. Activists believe the unnamed man is Imad al-Mubayed. 
The Mexican president has said his government is working with the United States to secure the release of four Americans kidnapped in the northern city of Matamoros. Andres Manuel López Obrador said the Americans had been caught up in a gun battle between rival criminal groups in the state of Tamaulipas. They're United States citizens that, according to the information we have, crossed the border to shop for medication in Mexico. There was a confrontation between groups and they were detained. A new law to crack down on migrants arriving in Britain in small boats from Europe across the English Channel will be unveiled on Tuesday, with a senior minister saying enough is enough. The British government has been promising to step up action to tackle the issue after the numbers making the perilous crossing soared to more than 45,000 last year. But refugee groups say government plans to deport migrants and ban them from re-entering the UK if they cross the channel in small boats are unworkable and will leave thousands of people in limbo. RTHK's UK correspondent Gavin Gray told Vicky Wong more about what is expected in the legislation. Measures will apply to anyone arriving on British shores in a small boat, and of course, most of those are coming across the English Channel. Um, and uh, under this new legislation, those Channel migrants, as they're called, would be removed from the UK, banned from future re entry, and barred from applying for British citizenship. In other words, the moment anyone comes over in a small boat, they would effectively be told, You are not going to get into the UK. Officials in the U.S. state of Georgia have charged 23 people with domestic terrorism offences in connection to an attack on a new police training centre during protests on Sunday. Police in Atlanta say the suspects were part of a coordinated group. The city's police chief, Darin Schierbaum, said violence against police officers will not be tolerated. When it's a legitimate pr protest, you have the full protection of the Atlanta Police Department. This is not a pro this is criminal activity. And the charges that will be brought forth will show that. When you throw commercial-grade fireworks, when you throw Molotov cocktails, large rocks, a number of items at officers, your only intent is to harm. A former Mexican beauty queen and her partner who fled Spain after stealing 45 bottles of fine wine have been captured in the Balkans and sentenced to prison. The wine was valued at more than 1.7 million US dollars. The BBC's David Bamford takes up the story. The couple, named only as Tatiana and Estanislao, had checked into the exclusive Atrios Hotel in the Spanish city of Cáceres. After enjoying a 14-course restaurant meal, they raided the wine cellar and fled before dawn. At least one of the bottles of wine, stuffed into their backpacks, had a unique 19th-century vintage, total value over one and three-quarter million dollars. After a nine-month police hunt across Europe, they were arrested at the Croatian border and returned to Spain. The court sentenced them to four years each in prison. To sport, and tonight Chelsea will try to overturn a first-leg deficit against Borussia Dortmund in their Champions League last 16 tie. The German side take a 1-0 lead into to Stamford Bridge. Chelsea forward João Felix says his team feel relaxed ahead of the game. Zero pressure. I think it's, this is our job. Uh, we just have to enjoy, win the games, uh, and yeah, but yeah, our levels of confidence and attention are high uh, because you have to win. But yeah, we will enjoy, and if we, we do the, the things right, we will win. I'm here to, to play my football, to, to help the team, to help the club, try to win trophies with that club. Uh, I just fight for that, to win trophies. 
play to my team. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm on loan, but the time I'm, I'm here, I want to help, I want to play, I want to score, I want to win. Brentford defeated Fulham 3-2 in the Premier League's West London derby overnight. Matthias Jensen's goal in 85 minutes proved to be decisive, despite a late consolation from Carlos Vinicius deep into added time. The loss puts Fulham 7th in the table and Brentford a ninth. Brazilian striker Neymar has promised to come back stronger after Paris Saint-Germain announced the 31-year-old star requires ankle surgery and will be out for three to four months. More from the BBC's Maz Faruqi. It's been a bit of a miserable time for Neymar, hasn't it? Brazil, of course, didn't have a great Qatar World Cup and then his return to PSG picked up a serious ankle sprain on February the 20th, the latest of what the club describe as several episodes of instability in his right ankle in recent years. And following this, medical staff, the club continue, recommended a ligament repair operation to avoid a major risk of recurrence. That surgery is expected to take place in Doha, PSG confirm. It will then be three to four months until he returns to training. Neymar. This shouldn't have too much bearing, of course, on PSG's progress in Liga. They have an eight-point lead at the top of the table. But as ever, it's Neymar's influence in the European Champions League, where his absence will be keenly felt. They play at Bayern Munich on Wednesday in the second leg of their last 16 tie. They're trailing 1-0 after the first leg. And they're going to be definitely without their Brazil international now for the rest of the season, PSG. There was one game in Spain's La Liga overnight. It finished goalless between Osasuna and Celta Vigo. Osasuna are three points outside the top six. In the Italian Serie A, Sassuolo defeated Cremonese 3-2. Cremonese remained nine points from safety. In a mid-table clash, Torino were 1-0 winners over Bologna. Next to the NBA, where the Boston Celtics lost on the road to Cleveland Cavalier in overtime in Eastern Conference. The Cavs were down by double digits late in the fourth quarter, but rallied to tie the game 109-109. Celtics forward Grant Williams could have put the game away, but missed two free throws at the end of regulation time. The Celtics are 45-21 and now sit two games back from top-placed Milwaukee Bucks. And a look at the weather. It'll be fine and dry and warm during the day with a maximum temperature of around 24 degrees, moderate easterly winds. The outlook, mainly fine in the next couple of days, visibility relatively low. And in the middle and latter parts of this week, it'll be warm during the day. The current temperature is 19 degrees Celsius with a relative humidity of 47%. And to end the news, the top stories once again... The Foreign Minister, Chin Gang, says the United States created a diplomatic crisis by dramatising the downing of an unmanned Chinese aircraft last month. The Japanese Space Agency says the launch of its new H-3 rocket has failed after the second stage engine didn't ignite. And a local activist has welcomed the finalisation of the United Nations Treaty to protect marine life. That's all the news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
and Saturday here on Radio 3. Who are 18 minutes past one. It's Tuesday afternoon in about five or so minutes. We're off to New Zealand to catch up with Dr. Marion Pierce. Today with Stan Shea. We're talking about reefs again, but more about the fish that love them. We'll be on Facebook Live. There must be some kind of way out of here. Said the joker to the thief. Yeah. There's too much confusion. Mm, I can't get no relief. Yeah. I see jokers on my left, speaks up on my right. You find me in the middle with a picture different life. Before my name started tripling in size, but I'm still showing signs all attributed tonight. In the pitch black, it's too cold, I'm all alone. Take me back to the roads, I to roam to get here and I'll hitch back. Get a cab to my mother's house, see my old man and grab a six pack. Tell my brother I love him and give him something that will see him through the hard times. What's the brother for? I'm sick of this life I see It has to be my family who lift me off the floor Makes sense of all the madness In a world full of money, full of tears, full of war I was a plowman, I worked from the earth up Save your wine for the entrepreneurs Full of sin and let your taste buds savor the buzz The flavor of an ill man of nature That lingers on as animals in all of us Trying to fight for the right to live a life But some will never win, no, that's why they live a lie I don't think I'll ever win, all of this is anything When I die I hope I love 